Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jericho Road Podcast. We are so excited that you decided to join in for this second episode. Um, as we promised in the first episode, we are going to be talking about a plethora of things um, from racial injustices to economic injustice to policy uh, to faith, so many different things. And today we are excited to focus on organizing. So many of us are going out into our communities and organizing, protesting, demonstrating, because we want to be the change that we need to see in our communities as it, re as it revolves around Black Lives Matter um, and all other injustices that are happening. So we're going to be talking about organizing today. I actually mentioned before that I'm getting a certificate while in school, while in seminary, that is focused on faith-based organizing, advocacy, and innovation. So this is something that's really near and dear to my heart. And uh, yeah, we're excited to have our dear friend, Deontay, Deontay Moses, is gonna be on the, the show with us today. And um, Seb, do you wanna introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, yeah, so um, it's great to be back. Um, thanks again for coming back to the second episode. Um, and Amber, I think you um, introduced what we're doing here well. Um, you know, uh, what you're doing um, in seminary, um, as far as faith-based organizing, is a lot of what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, Deontay uh, is also a seminary student along with us. Um, and you and I and, and Deontay have all <clears throat> been out protesting, um, organizing, um, and trying to work to uh, dismantle um, these structures um, of economic and racial uh, injustice. Um, and I think during this time especially, um, there's a lot going on, uh, not only in our communities, but all over the, the country, all over the world, really. Um, and it's important to, to kind of sit down, reflect, and talk about what organizing um, and demonstrating looks like, especially from a faith-based perspective, um, which is what we're all trying to do. So uh, Deontay Moses um, is going into his third year uh, in seminary with, with you and I, Amber. Um, he's a great friend of ours, uh, someone who's dedicated to the cause uh, as much, if not more, sure. than we are. Um, and so, Deontay, welcome, welcome to the Jericho Road podcast. Thanks for having me. So, before we kind of get into uh, the work um, of organizing um, through a faith-based lens, um, can you talk a little bit about um, your upbringing, um, your story and journey um, that got you to seminary? and what gave you the heart and passion um, to do this work um, of justice? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> again, thanks so much for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Uh, my name is Deontay Moses. I'm originally from West Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and to just give a brief background of who I am and my story and how I I'm so heavily invested in to the church and this cause at this moment in my life right now. Um, didn't didn't uh, grow up in the church. Um, grew up in a single parent household. 
where, you know, God and religion wasn't really talked about or taught. Um, grew up running around in the streets, you know, things like that and hearing how phony religion was and the church was because where I'm from, you'll see a lot of pastors with Cadillacs and nice cars and three-piece suits, but you won't see them standing in, in our communities mm -hmm. trying to help or, you know, mm -hmm. doing anything to, you know, try to help people who are literally starving right around the corner from where their church is. Um, met, met a powerful woman of God in high school, my junior year of high school, <clears throat> who, you know, for the first time in my life, chose to believe in me and see something in me that I didn't see. And she introduced me to Christ and she taught me how to pray. And she taught me what it, what, what the real mission and goal of the church was. And that was liberating oppressed people, the, the forgotten about people, the people who are uh, considered yes. outcast by society. Um, you know what I mean? And that just basically, you know, just led me down the path of liberation um, I, I, the Methodist Church took me in and they uh, blessed me with the opportunity to go to an undergrad called Payne College. And I went to Payne College and I just wanted to play basketball because that was the only thing that I was ever told that I was good at. And, you know, I, I, what I discovered while I was at Payne is I had a voice. God blessed me with the voice. And, you know, I, I used that uh, not necessarily for any religious principles or anything like that, but I always had this this burning desire to fight for what's right and do what's right and stand up for what's right um, and kind of say out loud what everybody else is thinking. You know what I mean? I have no fear when it comes. I have no fear when it comes for, uh, uh, when it comes to standing up for people. You know what I mean? So um, <clears throat> I originally wanted to go to law school after pain, um, but uh, I got invited to this big uh, Christian conference uh, by the campus minister at Payne, and that's where I got the opportunity to meet Todd and Minoka and, you know, learn what Duke Divinity School was, and I, I talked to them, and Duke was a dream of mine since I was six years old, so I believe it was a part of God's plan in my life to be here and do what I'm doing now. So, yeah, I have a, I have a strong desire to uh, fight for what's right and liberate the oppressed people of God because I'm a product of that environment. Yeah. That's so, one, thank you for sharing that. Two, thank you for reiterating what the church, the mission of the church, right? To be with the least of these, mm -hmm. right? Like that, that is the, the number one mission of the church. And I think sometimes people forget that. I don't know. I'll, I'll share with y'all. Somebody mentioned to me the other day, because I, I said the same thing to one of my friends actually about a week ago. And he was like, well, I don't know if I agree with that, that like Jesus is walking with the most oppressed or that the church is, is for the most oppressed because the church is for all people. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it is for all people, but he, it was just so interesting because he had a really hard time understanding my statement and affirming mm -hmm. that at the end of the day, we have the work to do to liberate those who are at the bottom of the totem pole, like that's, that's just what discipleship is. And so I'm curious, what do y'all think about that? Yeah. Go, well, into... well, mm -hmm. go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and why I strongly believe, why I believe what I believe so strongly is because, you know, when you look at scripture, when Jesus came here from, from a small dirt, poor town called Nazareth 
the Baltimore, the, the South Side Chicago, the New the Newark, New Jersey. You know, he was born and came from a place like that, and he went to the the, the people who were considered least. He caught fishermen. He caught tax collectors. He caught people who society deemed to be sinners mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yep. You, you know what I mean? And he sat and he and he taught and he criticized the church. The, 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 they criticized the temple, the people who sat in the temple with the nice clothes and the nice robes. You know what I mean? And it was all about uh, giving and, and rules and regulations and stuff like that. And the people who they cast out and treated as if they were least in, those were the people who Jesus went to first. And he actually criticized exactly. the church for not fighting for those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's that's why my, my theology is what it is. I strongly believe in my heart that Jesus was the greatest liberator of all time. I really do. You know what I mean? He, 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 he pre, you know, radical yeah, he was yeah. very radical and, you know, blessed are the poor. You know what I mean? And, and, and things like that. You know, he, he really, really was heavily invested in liberating people who were oppressed and deemed not good enough. Exactly. To society, you know what I mean, and the church was the ones who disagreed with Jesus's teaching and philosophy, mm-hmm. and they went to the state and had him executed. It was the temple, it was the high priests, it was the leaders of the church in that time. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know I talked a little bit about this in our first episode, Amber, and my own kind of spiritual upbringing. You know, I'm. Uh, I didn't necessarily uh, grow up in the church at a really young age, um, um, but I, I went to Catholic school, and that was when I first heard the story um, of the gospel. And, and to me, the power of the gospel um, was that the miracles that Jesus performed, um, the, the biggest miracle um, you know, to me, was that he was there standing with the oppressed, mm-hmm. with the marginalized, with the outcasts, yes. um, you know, doing the work of healing, mm-hmm. right? And and that work uh, during his time was extremely political, um, you know, and and it's also important to, to, you know, place our hermeneutic as Christians in the, the sociocultural and political context that Jesus lived. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he was not only, um, you know, a member of an oppressed group, you know, on the outskirts of the most powerful empire in the world, mm-hmm. but he was a Jewish man trying to reform Judaism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as, as most of us know, the Jewish elites uh, were, you know, tied in um, to political power with Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they put profit over people, mm-hmm. uh, what did Jesus do? He, he flipped tables, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think Jesus, um, you know, a great thinker, a great Christian thinker um, that I believe lives out the gospel named Shane Claiborne, who's the founder of The Simple Way, uh, said once, you know, that Jesus is, is the, the founder of the idea of revolutionary subordination, which, you know, in, in becoming subordinate, um, to uh, the powers that be, um, you expose their evil, right? Um, and so, so, so give Caesar his coins, you know, but, but I have humanity and you can't take that from me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what our God came here and did. 
Um, and he was killed for it. He mm -hmm. was killed for sedition against the state. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what crucifixion was, was reserved for. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, there's been a theology um, that's been whitewashed Quite literally. I was just about to say that. Like, <laughs> and that's why I brought this up. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's why I raised this because it's like we get it and we mm -hmm. know, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus mm -hmm. walks with the most oppressed. But when someone pushes back on it and they're like, well, no, it's it shouldn't just be Jesus being with the oppressed. Jesus is with all people. I'm like, yeah, of course, Jesus is yeah. for all people. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you don't put the least of these first, that's mm -hmm. when you get into an argument that really parallels like when people say all lives matter and not right. black lives matter, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, yeah. And it goes, I, I see, I see it like a literal, a literal parallel yeah. parallel to that. It's like, yeah, and, that's and, when you, you're ignoring the issue at hand. By, mm -hmm. by and Jesus things. wasn't just this figure walking around preaching love. He was mm -hmm. preaching love, mm -hmm. but it was this mm -hmm. aggressive yes. love, mm -hmm. what Dr. King calls agape mm -hmm. love. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, yes. you know, and Dr. King embodied that too. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you mm -hmm. can, you can uh, throw me in jail as many times as you want. You know, mm -hmm. you can throw your dogs on me mm -hmm. as many times as you mm -hmm. want, mm -hmm. but my love is going to wear you down. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think to me, that's the only, um, you know, hermeneutic to, mm -hmm. to, to come from, uh, from a, from a Christian lens. Mm -hmm. And, and I really do, you know, Deontay mentioned blessed are the poor, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, it, but everyone loves to talk about blessed are the poor, but, but people forget <laughs> the woes that come right after that, right? Mm -hmm. Woe to yes. those who are rich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, everything mm -hmm. Jesus did was political. Everything he stood for, um, was was standing with mm -hmm. those on the margins mm -hmm. um those who have been historically oppressed mm -hmm. uh, he was one of them mm -hmm. and i just want to add one more thing the gospel is intended for our all people and the mm -hmm. liberal and the liberation movement isn't intended to liberate people oppress people to make them feel better than or superior to it's to to make them feel equal exactly to everybody else everyone's humanity because they're shunned for having less than. Mm -hmm. So w w w why I believe it's important for the church to liberate oppressed people is to just give them hope in knowing and understanding that just because you were born in these inhumane circumstances doesn't mean that your life is less than anybody else who may have been born with more. It's not to liberate and make anybody feel superior to, you know, the oppressor. It's to tell the oppressor these people's lives have as much, just as much significance as yours do. So the gospel is intended for all people, but we like to try to treat people like the gospel. They aren't good enough for the gospel just because of their circumstances. And that's why it's important for the yes. church to step in and help them realize just because you were born in these circumstances doesn't mean God doesn't still love you too. Here's why. This is what Jesus said. Mm. And I think it's also important, you, you two can, can answer this how you mm -hmm. see fit. It's important to talk about who the oppressor is, mm -hmm. right? Because it's, we know it's, it's those with power who have money and, mm -hmm. and, and status, right? Mm -hmm. and are, um, but it's also, uh, you know, and, and this is kind of at the forefront of everything that, that we're trying to do, Amber, but also what people are kind of waking up to mm -hmm. in the world right now. It's that the oppressor is the system of white supremacy. Absolutely. Right. The system of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And so 
you know, I, I think I'm seeing a lot of my white uh, friends kind of reckon with the idea that they're just their bodies are, are inherently problematic <laughs> in this world, mm -hmm. right? And it, that's a hard thing to, to reckon with if, you, if you're just coming to terms with that and being told that. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you have all the best intentions of the, in the world, just mm -hmm. you as a white person, you know, who, who, whose ancestors, you know, whose DNA you have in you, um, it, you know, is, is filled with, with white supremacy. And, and that's something that people need to come to terms with. And that's a part of what the oppressor is. Um, and, and how, how do we, as a society, but also as the church, combat that? I, I mean, partly because, you know, when I said, and I know you two knew, knew what I meant, theology and the message of Jesus has been whitewashed, literally, mm -hmm. right? Literally, um, mm -hmm. by a Eurocentric, mm -hmm. individualist, exceptionalist view um, of what it means to be a Christian mm -hmm. and a follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I don't know where you two want to go with that, but, you know, um, you know, I, I think people are starting to reckon with that. Um, and I hope we continue to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that brings up a good point. Um, I think it raises the point that this is, it's twofold, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an individual spiritual journey, mm -hmm. right? That you have to come mm -hmm. to terms with on your own. And then the second part is how do you move into action, right? Mm -hmm. To then mm -hmm. start dismantling these, these powers, right? These systems. And so, um, you know, we could spend all day, like each of those is mm -hmm. an episode in itself, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But mm -hmm. I think, for this conversation, I really want to get into, we always say in the church, you know, we pray with our feet, right? So I really want to get into mm -hmm. what does it look like to move from, you know, coming to terms with exploring our theology, our faith, but then moving it into action mm -hmm. as the church, right? Mm -hmm. So like, what are, what are the steps? So that being said, um, Deontay, I would love to hear your thoughts mm -hmm. on, on how you're moving that faith into action mm -hmm. in this day and age in your current context right now i tr i true i truly believe that people have to be about what they preach about be about what you preach about if you preach liberation in the pulpit anything you say behind the pulpit i believe your actions should mirror what you say and that's the issue that I have with a lot of ministers, pastors, evangelists, apostles, whatever people want to call themselves. We hear these great sermons from people, but as soon as they finish delivering that message, they go back in their house in the AC to their families and don't do, don't, Not put, the in, AC. don't, don't put into any action, anything they said. So for me, so for me, every Sunday I'm, 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 I'm preaching um, on behalf of the oppressed people of God. I'm putting my life on the line and try to give people hope that people try to push away from the church. I'm trying to bring them in and give them hope, right? And in order for me to do that, I need to be out there listening to them. 
to what they have to say. I need to be out there sitting with them. I need to be out there laughing with them. We need to be out there in community with the very people that we say we are trying to liberate. You know what I mean? So, so, so for me, what that looks like is, you know, exactly what Jesus said, you know, being out there and, 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 and feeding people who are hungry. It's literally simple to me. You know what I mean? Praying, praying with folks who doesn't believe. Being patient and humble enough to sit and understand a person's perspective on why they feel the way that they do. You know what I mean? And still being with them and not judging them. But, but you know, not judging them, but blessing them. Not cursing them, but giving them hope and opportunities. You know what I mean? So, so for me, this is, this is the biggest challenge that I have for the church. Be about what you say you are about. I want to see it. You know what I mean? And that doesn't necessarily mean getting arrested. That doesn't mean living in a tent outside of a, a police station. But, but, but don't just preach good sermons and nobody knows where you are when it's time to put into action. For me, I'm all about that action. I, I would rather not say anything. And I, I would rather somebody else preach my sermon and just do all the work. You know what I mean? And I just feel I just feel like, you know, I, I work with I work with five congregations and not now one of them were out there marching with me for the very people that they say they are trying to help and encourage and liberate. None, none of these pastors that I work with were out there marching with me, but they were sending me texts asking me, am I all right? No, you have to be a part of this movement that's happening because not only does it affect you, but it affects your children, your children's children, and every other generation that's going to come and live in this world. So we have to act now as the church and not just talk. I'm tired of people talking. Hmm. And we love to have panels. We would love to have these Zoom discussions where we're just talking, mm -hmm. having dialogue talking to each other in a box mm -hmm. instead of, like you said, getting out mm -hmm. and actually going beyond the four walls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the church, I mean, Jesus wasn't ever in a, Jesus wasn't in a temple that as often as he was out with the people. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and just to give what, what Deontay said, some perspective, him and I have uh, been out protesting, uh, the past week and, and we were um, living in a tent uh, for a week um, handing out water to to those most affected by um, by these systems um, and trying to, to, to bring about now, do you mind do you mind just going into before you even go into the specifics of what you're doing because I mm -hmm. think some people as I mentioned in the beginning of the, the episode, some people are new to this, right? Mm -hmm. And they're trying to understand, like, how do I get involved? Like, what cause do I want to organize around? So maybe just laying even more context and saying, what, was there a particular policy or something that y'all were trying to to change or, or shift? Could you share that and then go into, you know, the specifics of yeah, what y'all were doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically what, what we were protesting um the police department just got $71 million in funding. 
when literally there are people that live across the street from this same police station who are getting kicked out of their houses because they can't pay their rent. Mm -hmm. People who don't have food. Who don't people have who food. don't have food. Mm -hmm. Kids who's running around without shoes on their feet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 how do you have a city with with how much how much money was it in funding? You know, I think the budget in Durham is something like five hundred million dollars. Five hundred million dollars. And you give the police department to ride around these neighborhoods and, and harass these people who can't afford to eat or put shoes on their feet. Then, you, then I'm going to go back to the church. We have all these churches and denominations with, bu with budgets with a gazillion dollars in it. And it's homeless people sleeping under the roof of a church to try to stay out of the rain. That's why we outside protesting because that does not make sense. These police officers killing us dead in the street and you're giving them more money to do it. That's what we fighting for. Just to be looked at as human beings and not three-fifths of a man that they believe we are because they painted Jesus white and we look like him. So everybody else is less than us. That's what we protesting for. Just so my son can be born into a world, uh, this world and doesn't have to work five, 10 times harder than his white classmate just because he's black. So, so that's what, what we were out there protesting for. There was a group asking for specific changes to, to be done, to be made to, to the black community um, in, uh, in our city. Um, you know, ultimately, um, we found that, that, you know, Deontay and I um, just have different ideas and and uh tactics um on ho on how to go about creating that change ultimately we want the end goal um you know and and you know ultimately we it was a it was an incredibly valuable experience mm -hmm. we value every single person down there we learn from every single person down there um and there are so many ways uh, you know, it was a humbling experience, right? Because there are so many ways to work for justice in this world, mm -hmm. to work, um, you know, uh, for all of the, towards all of the solutions mm -hmm. that Deontay was talking about. Mm -hmm. We ultimately felt like it was, it was best for us, mm -hmm. um, you know, as faith-based organizers to, mm -hmm. to step away mm -hmm. um, from, uh, from the, the movement that we were a part of. Mm -hmm. um, that said, we still support it. Mm -hmm from a distance mm -hmm. um as far as resources you know, as far as far as giving resources mm -hmm. back uh to the black community mm -hmm. um yes. you know we we support that angle for sure mm -hmm. um uh but you know where we um we had we you know we we felt um that for we can do the same thing 
um, from a Christian and, and a faith-based perspective mm-hmm. um, that ultimately worked better for us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but that's what we were out there asking for. Um, mm-hmm. And there are so many ways to organize, right? Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, the thing is too, um, I can't speak for Deontay, but like, I don't have all of the answers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I don't even know if I have any answers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, uh, we could be wrong uh, with our methods. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but ultimately everybody's working for the same goal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of important to mm-hmm. acknowledge that mm-hmm. and talk about how Christians, um, you know, and the church uh, ought to go about mm-hmm. organizing mm-hmm. Uh, for these causes mm-hmm. and, and, together. And, and here's my thing. I don't have the answers. I don't have one. But I know that my God does. So in my opinion, in order for any major changes to happen that we're trying to accomplish, we have to be led by the Spirit. In order for me to be heavily invested, absolutely, absolutely. In order for me to be heavily involved in any movement where we're trying to make major changes to policy and speak to people's hearts and spirits, into it has to be a God-led movement. Otherwise, if we're trying to do it, and I don't believe human beings have enough you put power. Too much weight in man. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're putting too much so, weight in the person. So one of the main reasons why I chose to step away, I I I think I think Skip is an intelligent. I think I think he, I, I'm just I'm gonna tell the truth. I think he's an intelligent guy. I do. Hey, I, we getting real. Yeah. I'm gonna speak I, my truth. I'm gonna speak my truth. Yes. I think he's an intelligent guy, but it's hard to make the changes happen that he's that he's trying to make happen if he isn't willing to work with others and value their voice, value their voices. You know what I mean? I chose, I chose to work with Skip and fight side by side with Skip because I believe 100% in his cause and what he's saying. But I chose to step away because it, it just reached the point in the, in the, in the movement where, you know, only one voice matters. And, 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 and that's okay. It's his thing. And I, I'm, pray, I'm praying for the brother. And I wish him nothing but the best. But And, and we know his heart's in the right I place. I know his heart is in the right place. But yeah. I can't be a part of anything where I don't have a voice. Or my brother doesn't have a voice. Or nobody else has a voice. It's just one person making impulsive decisions. And that's that. You know what I mean? So I can only speak for myself. Deontay that's Moses. Situation. That's that's how I feel about the situation. I'm speaking for myself. I'm not trying to involve anybody in it. I'm yeah. speaking for myself. That's why I chose to step away. But I do think the brother's heart is in the right place. But it's my opinion and my belief that no change is going to happen unless you are willing to work with other people. Yeah. And, and you know, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say, I mean, Deontay pretty much said mm-hmm. all of my thoughts, too. And the reason that we stepped away together, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel, you know, Deontay and I are our leaders uh, at Duke and in our communities um, with resources. We felt that our voices weren't necessarily being listened to. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, worried uh, about the methods um, to reach the end goal, mm -hmm. you know, that, that we both want, mm -hmm. that we were out there, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Deontay got arrested. <laughs> to keep things real, Deont Deontay got arrested. I had the brothers back, 100%. Um, you know, uh, 100%. And, um, but, but ultimately, and we both had this conversation, and I'm sure he, he's fine with me saying this, ultimately we were out there for no one other than, uh, you know, number one, our God and our mission. Absolutely. Um, but number two, those people across the street from Absolutely. the police department. Absolutely. Right? And there are a lot of ways yes. to work for those people. Absolutely. Um, and the Jericho Road Project will uh, will relentlessly work for those people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know I, I speak for you too, Amber, when, exactly. when I say that's, that's our mission. Mm -hmm. That's our mission. And I know Deontay mm -hmm. um, is totally on board with that mm -hmm. too. So we're not, you know, you know, this is our work. Mm -hmm. This is what we've dedicated mm -hmm. our lives to. Mm -hmm. um, we mm -hmm. just felt this one movement we were a part of, mm -hmm. um, you know, what was not working for, for us. Mm -hmm. That said, we could be wrong. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. could ultimately be wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's important to be transparent mm -hmm. in this conversation, mm -hmm. to talk mm -hmm. about organizing, mm -hmm. um, and to approach it with humility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 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 I, and I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm just going to say that I, I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. But but please understand. I feel you, Deontay. Yeah. Please understand. I'm praying for the brother. I met some mm -hmm. awesome, genuine people out there, and I I I I, I, I hope they're able to accomplish what they are trying to accomplish. Genuinely, I really do. But just for me personally and my brother Sebastian, mm -hmm. it just wasn't for us anymore. Well, I think this is a very good learning. I think one of the biggest takeaways from this, especially for folks who are trying to discern what movement do I want to get involved in? What, what initiatives do I want to organize around? First and foremost, it starts with being led by the spirit. Absolutely. At the end of the day. If you're not walking in the steps that God has ordered for you, mm -hmm. then you're not going to be able to achieve anything, right? Absolutely. Like no matter if you're organizing around desegregating schools or, mm -hmm. you know, defunding the police, right? Like if you are right. not using, you got to pray. It starts with praying. Mm -hmm. If you're not praying mm -hmm. and having that conversation with God to like fully understand, all right, where have you ordered me to, to use my gifts to show up and push something forward? to create your kingdom on earth then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and you so know, kudos I mean, to you all for for trusting and mm -hmm. and being led and not being afraid to walk away when you knew mm. this is not where god is calling me to be right and now. you know it could have been god calling us to you know for a learning experience yeah right? i think it was uh, exactly it us closer i got yeah. you know i got a lifelong brother out of this yeah you know yeah. um yeah um, for real, you know, mm -hmm. but, but, and, and, you know, I mean, for us, it's, it's, it's from a Christian lens, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's our God, that's our mission. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all we can speak on. Mm -hmm. But even thinking about movements of, you know, all the usual suspects who have moved the world forward, you know, Gandhi was a deep, deeply religious man, mm -hmm. you know, who read the, the Bhagavad Gita every day, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Malcolm, uh, you know, was, was deeply religious mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. within the, the nation of Islam, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and changed after his pilgrimage to Mecca. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, so I think there always it needs to be something larger than I think there always needs people. to be yeah, a spiritual centering to any social movement. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. Really do absolutely, and 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 that's the only reason, you know, uh, I would have the carriage to get arrested or stand in in the mm. face of six police officers walking towards me, and it could be me on that day. The next day, it could be say his name, Deontay. That's the only reason I would have the courage to stand wow. and face those six police officers because it's bigger than me. Yeah, and I, you know, and I'll tell you, like, exactly. you know, and, and I, mm-hmm. I, Deontay and I both posted about what we went through on our social media, and we appreciate all the support. But, you know, I mean, this work is real. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's tiring. And it's serious, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when, when I saw um, – when I saw Deontay getting taken in handcuffs and being put in, into into a police car, I, you know, I how can you trust what's what what's going to happen? I didn't know what was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, you and mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's 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 real, mm-hmm. it's real and serious, and that's all I can say. But you know, and and also what you know, privilege is real. Mm-hmm. I I. I, I you know, not for too long, but I stood in front of the car, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they backed me up, but they didn't put their hands on me. Mm-hmm. And mm. you know, I can't help but think that that's because I'm a a white man with mm-hmm. with news cameras mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in front of me. But know? but I was not afraid because I trust in God, and I believe that the work that all three of us are doing right now is God's will. Mm-hmm. So I will never be afraid, and I was not afraid. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why God protected me the way that he did through that whole experience, all of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you have to understand that this is bigger than human beings. This is God's will and yes. God's work, what we are doing in the world right now. And if your organizational movement doesn't understand that collectively, then I don't believe any real change is going to ever happen because only God can move mountains and change people's hearts. That's a word. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So before we close out, Seb, you touched on this. It's no secret organizing this movement work. It can get draining, right? Mm -hmm. It can be draining. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I am... (laughs) <laughs> I literally am working around the clock. I am preparing yeah, for tell, a, tell, a town hall right now. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit okay. about about the work you've been doing mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so I um so I I serve as the director of communications for a nonprofit based in New Jersey called Salvation and Social Justice, and so our whole mission is liberating theology or I'm sorry, liberating public policy from a theological Mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. And then that that theological perspective is rooted in the black church Mm. and the black faith tradition. And so our thinking there is um, about 75% of black Americans in this country identify as Christians. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the history of you know, like the civil rights movements in the 50s and 60s, and just the history of the black church in America, so much of our life, so much of the the advancements 
are formed around the black church, right? Like they were literally meeting in the church, <laughs> you know, as, as they were preparing for marches. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I came, I grew up in a congregation where you best believe every Sunday we are going to be talking about some type of socio-political topic and how we can go out into the greater Trenton area and make a change to solve it. So, you know, that's just the nature of where I grew up in. And I think a lot of, um, you know, it's probably similar for a lot of, of black Americans as well who identify as Christian. So what we do is we work with folks like the ACLU. Um, we work with other community organizers to liberate not just black people, but all people from mm-hmm. systemic oppression, mm-hmm. whether it be in education, mm-hmm. whether it be in healthcare, whether it be in, you know, economics inequality. Um, right now we are having a really big campaign around decarcerating New Jersey prisons because mm. New Jersey literally is the most racist prison system, mm. right? Like the disparities between black and white people who are incarcerated is mm. astronomical. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we are fighting to release people, especially in the midst of this pandemic who have less than a year's left in their sentence because they may say if you're incarcerated for something petty, like shoplifting, like mm-hmm. that can turn into a death sentence in Absolutely. the way yeah. the way that mm-hmm. these isms are mm-hmm. these, this prison system is set up right now. They're not mm-hmm. treating those people with humanity and giving them mm-hmm. the proper resources. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's primarily geared like black people are those are those are the people who are in the prisons right now. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. majority of the people in the prison. So yeah. that's another way that they are attacking black and brown bodies. So yes. we do a lot um right now, you know in a few hours we're about to have a town hall um you know continuing this dialogue because we we want to educate people um but we also want to give them the tools to organize so we're 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 doing all those different types of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's beautiful so all i had to say it can be tiring right mm-hmm. but what keeps me going is Wow. What keeps me going is being intentional about my time with God, um, praying, being rejuvenated with the spirit, because if you do not stay rejuvenated with the Holy Spirit in this work, then you're going to get burnt out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's that's my practice. Um, But I don't know if you all have any practices or you know, routines or something that you try to stay intentional about during this time. What, what keeps me going, honestly, Amber, and I'm tired too, you know what I mean? But what, what keeps me going, honestly, I, I truly, truly believe in that promised land that God showed Dr. King 52 years ago. I believe that God really showed Dr. King a promised land mm-hmm. for all people. That beloved community, right? And that's, what keep, and that's what keeps me going. Whatever God showed Dr. King on that mountaintop until we reach that, whether, we can it's achieve in, it. whether it's in our generation or the generations to come, I'm going to fight for that until I see it one day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, that touch, I mean, yes. for mm-hmm. me, I need to work on spiritual center and practices. Mm-hmm. I honestly do. Um, but one thing for me is, is listening. I really love the idea of listening. Mm-hmm. And not just to people here who are doing this work, mm-hmm. 
but to the leaders who have come before us, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they're, their bodies are no longer with us, but their words and spirits still are. They'll never leave, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love listening mm -hmm. to to the mm -hmm. to the music, right? Of 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 Tupac, you know, and and hearing his prophetic words, mm -hmm. you know. I I, I love. <laughs> yeah, I know that's my reading. Name. I love. I know Deontay <laughs> does. I I you know I I love. Yes. I love reading Malcolm and Martin, mm -hmm. you know, and. Uh, you know, Angela, I mean, Angela Davis is still, is still with us doing great work, but like, you know, her too. And, and just really coming at it with humility, you know, but mm -hmm. to really hear their words, to feel what they're feeling, you know, I, I can never in the way that, that, that they did. And, and, and you too can come closer to that mm -hmm. than I can as a white person. But, um, you know, I, I think just listening to that uh, is important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow, this is good. It's been a great conversation. This is really good. Yes, Y'all have blessed me today. Yeah. Y'all blessed me too, for real. You yeah. blessed me today. Well, you blessed so, us. So, Deontay, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you Absolutely. so much. I uh, I would love to hear any concluding thoughts. If you just want to leave, you know, our audience with just a message, whatever is on your heart right now, we'd love to, mm -hmm. you know, give some time for you to to share a final thought. Church, we need you. We need you so much. We need your resources. We need your presence. We need your spiritual gifts. We need your anointing. There are people out here who live in the world who don't feel like they're good enough to walk in our buildings. And the Christ that I believe in sat with these people, ate with these people, loved these people, was the greatest liberator of all time in my opinion. And if you choose to follow this same Christ, that through scripture, is the person that I believe and say that he is, then you also should do the work that's necessary in order to bring about the change that needs to happen, that Christ has called us all to be a part of. I can't do it alone. Seb can't do it alone. Amber can't do it alone. I know that, I know that there are some good people in the church who are doing great things, but there's an awful lot of church members that, leave in, that live in this world who too often turn a blind eye. I'm challenging you. I'm asking you. I'm begging you to help these people who don't have a voice. Hmm. Amen. Amen. I don't think there's, there's much left else to say after that, Amber. So thank you for your words, Deontay. Thank y'all for the opportunity to be with y'all and have an opportunity to share. Thank y'all for real. Mm. And uh, hopefully I can come back again. We'll let you back again. <laughs> <laughs> you passed. We would love to have you back. <laughs> we would love to have you back for sure. Well, y'all be blessed. You too. 
and we will catch you in two weeks. Make sure you all tune in. Just a reminder, we are going to be dropping an episode every other Friday. Every so other Friday. please be on the lookout. And uh, Deontay, where can people follow you before we... You can follow me at Deontay Moses Official. Or, uh, and that is D-E-O-N-T-E. M-O-S-E-S-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And you can find me, Deontay Moses, on Facebook. All right, perfect. And you can follow the Jericho Road Project. I don't think we said this on our last episode. Um, On Instagram and Twitter, at the Jericho Road, um, Road R-D. 